Welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. This is a special crossover, I Love Basketball, The Hook, post-game spaces edition, hosted by myself, Sabrina Merchant, along with Raj Chavalu, and we were joined by Anthony Irwin and Aaron Larsoul to discuss the Lakers losing their fourth consecutive game to start the season to the Denver Nuggets. The recording for the spaces got cut off a little after we started, so just be aware that Raj asks how I'm doing, and I say that I am bummed. Hope you're feeling better at least after listening to this. I, I don't really know how to put it like eloquently at this point. I'm sad that LeBron can like, you know, sleepwalk his way through a game and still make me think that he has it in him to like lead a team to the promised land and Anthony Davis, I get worried every time he jumps off of the ground. And yet I still think, I still truly believe that if there were decent players around the two of them, that like this Mm -hmm. team would actually be in the upper half of the West. I still really believe that. Um, And it just sucks that we're watching them waste away with, I mean, players who I'm like growing to like, because that's inevitably what happens when you put on a purple and gold uniform, (laughs) but like, I, I see like a team of six men and unfortunately three of them have to start and they're just not good enough. Yeah. I thought, you know, the most disappointing part of this game, honestly, obviously we lost and we were down. I thought that second quarter from Kendrick Nunn was just like, it just represented everything about this team, right? Like you could see him wanting to like score and he just kept shooting and they ended up being like really terrible shots, a bunch of mid range pull-ups. They ended up being contested. Um, and that's what he was brought in here for. And I think, you know, this team was never supposed to be a good shooting team. I don't think they were supposed to be the worst shooting team that was ever constructed, right? And that's kind of how they're shooting. Um, and I was worried about the effort waning if, you know, the shots eventually didn't fall at some below average rate. Uh, I thought tonight we saw some, you know, uh, some parts of that. I thought the transition defense was terrible. Uh, horrific. I we came out last- Absolutely horrific. horrific. I thought he came out lackadaisical. I thought LeBron came out, you know, very, you know, just very nonchalant on offense. Um, I thought we needed like that second half in the first half, honestly. Uh, but yeah, it was just uh, an awful situation. And uh, we're all on four. I don't know. We play Minnesota next and then we play Denver again. I, where's the first win coming from? But um, yeah, the transition. Raj, you told me they were going to go five and one in the first six. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said I would like your odds on them being five. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, five and one obviously is out of the question. Can we get to four and four? Like, or no, not four and four. Sorry, that'd be winning what? the next four games. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not four and four. Can we get to like? Uh, can we get to ten and ten? I just want Would that a win. I just want one win. Uh, Do you remember fair. last year when Anthony Davis said like, "I mean, all we have to do is just reel off like ten wins in a row, and everything <laughs> will be okay." He was speaking for me, yes. <laughs> Earlier, like I think at practice yesterday, he had a similar thing where he said, you know, we just can't get too down on ourselves. Just like if we won 12 games in a row, like we couldn't get too hot. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me, AD? Like, how are we ever thinking about winning 12 games in a row? Uh, yeah, that's, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I try to see the good in like every game and sure. see like if we can build towards something right. And I thought that close to the half was really good. We ran the floor. I thought Troy Brown was in and. He kind of made things happen. Uh, LeBron was running this like double drag screen, putting Jokic in screen roll situations every time. We were getting good stuff out of it. It's mm-hmm. just 
Like, there's a point to where if you don't hit open threes, and I think I want to ask you this. I think the body language was just, you see LeBron after every open miss three, just like, I have to work that hard to create that shot. And mm-hmm. then like, and then he just stopped doing that, right? I think in the second half, he just decided to drive to the rim and just take contested shots at the rim, which he got fouled a few, like, I think he got fouled a few times, didn't get the call. Um, but are you seeing that as well? The body language, I guess, die? Like, I thought today was the first game, like, you didn't get any of the effort. And then you also saw, like, the body language was just, uh, you thought, even AD, before he got hurt with his back, I thought it was just really head down, walking up the floor, um, really just down on, like, I have to play this hard uh, <laughs> on, bo- on, on both ends of the floor just to be down eight. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a really rough watch. Can I give an example of, of the body language that I see here from LeBron? Because mm-hmm. it, like, pained me to see it. And uh, so Avery is, is in that in-between stage of do you order food for her or do you just let her pick off of your plate? And the times that you order food for her, especially from like Uber Eats, where a $3 like chicken nugget meal actually costs like 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. It's so disheartening to put food on her plate and then just have her be like, all right, all done, like three bites into it. And and at some point it just becomes like, you know what? Screw it. You're just eating my French fries from here on out. You're just going to, that's all you're eating. I'm not providing any extra food for you. If all you're going to do with it is nudge it around the plate a little bit. And then get up and go play with your stuff. Like I and, and I just see LeBron. Like this is why uh, Krantis has done a really good job of, and, and has done now for years uh, of charting like the percentage of plays that the Lakers run that are sets, and then how they kind of devolve mm-hmm. into isolation basketball over the course of the game. And I think that has a lot to do with exactly what you're talking about here, Raj. Where they go through these sets, they create the right shot, and then the right shot goes up, and then the right shot clangs off the side of the backboard, and LeBron yeah. is just like, you know what? Screw it. Screw you guys. I'm not buying you any extra chicken nuggets. And and, and, and that's... It's, 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 <laughs> that, that's exactly what I'm watching here. I, I know the exact look on his face. So the Laker players are the toddlers here? Like, they're the, the children? <laughs> Patrick Beverly exactly. and Kendrick Nunn just gacking wide open threes. That's those are the top yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> they have all uh, these these nice fresh chicken nuggets on their plates and they're like, you know what? No, I'm gonna throw these directly at Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let me get in here before I speak too much unnamed Kojak uh, for the night. And I have I have a different take and I and I put this on Twitter. Ooh. I mean, look, the roster is what it is. The rust stuff is what it is. But frankly... We can't just say that, though. We can't just say that, uh, you know... The roster no, 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 we can't. What? You know why we, you know why we can? Because it, because it, it literally is what it is at this point. Because well, that's, but it lets, it, lets, it lets the people who built this roster off of the hook, though. That's fine, the problem. Like, yeah, okay, you know, fine, it is fine, what it is. fine, 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 <laughs> fine, fine. However... As of right now, the roster is exactly what it is. You're correct. And I think there's, there's plenty of blame to go around everywhere. However, today, the guys didn't play hard enough. They just plainly didn't. Anthony Davis got beat up and down the court, running, athletically got beat by Nikola Jokic. That can't happen. LeBron was culpable in this, too. The guys simply didn't play hard enough. There is... Now, there is plenty of blame to go around about the roster. You could see the Lakers, and I said this on Twitter, you could see the Lakers losing 50-50 balls all over the place because they're just too small and not physical enough, and that is a roster construction issue. 
and there are issues with the roster. But the thing that the guys can control, which is playing hard, they didn't today. And that's, that is, that's also frustrating. But, but Aaron, does that get – I was worried about that with, you know, the shooting and the losses. Like, that doesn't get better with the losses piling up, though, does it? Like, I like I don't see that – because I think no, we've been defending – it doesn't. It doesn't. Right. Unless, it doesn't unless somebody or some bodies do something about it. And this is one of the reasons why you think bringing in Pat Bev, this is one of the ways in which you think that he can be a positive influence, right? He's mm-hmm. He's going to play hard always. He's going to give a fuck always. He's going to hold people accountable always, et cetera, et cetera. And also, to be fair, that is one of the reasons why the right choice, in my opinion, for to for the head coach was Darvin Ham because he's going to hold guys accountable. He's not going to take any bullshit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Today, and I don't think this has been the case in the first three games, but today, no. today the guys didn't hold the rope. Today, the guys didn't play hard enough. And it was tied at halftime. And in the third quarter, they simply didn't, they simply didn't give a fuck enough. And that, that's, that's on the guys. That is not on the roster construction. That's not on ownership. That's not on management. That's not on coaching. Today, in the third quarter, in the second half, the guys didn't give a fuck enough and didn't play hard enough. Here's how I think that I, I think that that again kind of lets off like the, the the premise of this entire like first twenty or so games of the season is hey we're just gonna try to wait this thing out and maybe just maybe Utah will win enough games that they'll be interested in offering up you're talking uh, about four, some four, good players four, you're talking about four and one Utah. Oh, I'm, I'm just – that's part of the reason I thought it was a, a laughable approach to the first 20 of these – 20 or so games of the season. It's just like leverage as a concept is fickle and this idea that, like, it's predictable and we'll – maybe just maybe some team will win enough that, that they'll that they'll be desperate enough to give away a player for, for – like a, a player who clearly has value. Like some team that actually wants to win is, isn't going to make a better offer than the Lakers might possibly be making. But, like, yeah, I, I – when when you say like they don't they don't give you're right Aaron you're absolutely right and and they are professionals and they and this is what I talked to Philip on um, Monday about it was like logically speaking objectively speaking they should just be professionals and go about their business while they wait for this trade but they are also human beings and I think this whole facade of we're gonna we're gonna give it a good old college try we're really gonna buy into this until this $47 million contract is off of our books. And then we'll see what the rotation looks like. And then we'll see how competitive we are, even, even as whenever they make that trade. And, and yeah, I, I, I thought tonight, and I've thought since the midway through the preseason, I thought that the chemistry around this season has been kind of weird because how can anybody really commit to this? Why would okay. anybody really co- commit to what, okay. what they're okay. doing if there's no commitment to the team? Okay, so so let's assume that you are correct, Anthony. My follow-up question would be, and it's sort of rhetorical, but sort of not. The follow-up is, has anything that you have seen so far said trading two first-round picks is wise because there is something that can make this team a contender. Yes, I actually think there is there the, there there have been things that we have seen from this. One, you, there, 
You've seen it. You've seen enough that you're willing to give up two first round picks for whatever deals that you have heard about in the ether that will make this team a contender. Yeah, one one thing is that apparently we're on the verge of nuclear war. So picks five years from now don't really matter much. <laughs> You're saying, ain't, ain't none of us going to be here anyway. So I mean, given given the recent history of how the Lakers have used their picks, like those are going in another deal anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, it's not like those things are going to be like wait, wait, held wait, on wait, to. Wait, Sabrina, what do you mean? Like, I mean, the they used a first round pick to. So like no no they used some seconds to grease the Anthony Davis deal right to dump those players on Washington. Yeah. They used another first uh, in the Dennis Schroeder trade right. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And used you, another one. Yes, and used late and and used late first on Kuz and Josh Hart. Right, right. But I'm saying like since who are uh, no longer Lakers since the current no, front no, 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 office. Yes, yes, yes. yes but those. No, were, I'm saying since the current front office person pick. has been in charge, like they haven't used those picks. Yeah. So, so Anthony, wait, wait, well, hold on. What do you mean they haven't used the picks? <laughs> I'm saying they haven't used them like on players who have joined the Lakers. Like they, no, haven't, they used... haven't had them because they traded them for Anthony Davis. Right, right. But they didn't just trade for Anthony Davis. There was like two other trades involved there. So I'm just saying yeah, that like yeah. it doesn't. Okay, fair. Yeah, I'm not. They, of they the traded belief one that... for Schroeder and they traded one for Russ. Right. So I'm not of the belief that they're actually going to draft players for the Lakers with those picks, even if they don't trade them for, you know insert players from Eastern Conference team here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other thing, like, in, in, serious, in seriousness here, too, like, the things that I was looking for at the begin, beginning of the season that would indicate to me it's worth it to actually go all in on the right now is how does LeBron look and how does AD look? And AD, tonight notwithstanding, has been special defensively. And... I haven't thought that this has been sustainable because they're asking him to essentially be their only center. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I thought tonight was kind of oh, a no, point you've that been asking him to be, you've been asking him to play only center. I know. And I'm saying he's been special. So I think he's shown enough in those minutes that I think that that would make me believe that it's worth it to, to, to bet on, on his immediate future. And LeBron has looked good when he isn't frustrated because the toddlers aren't eating the chicken nuggets. So, like, that's what I would be looking Dino for. Dino nuggets here. are delicious. Yeah, man. Air fryer. Air, air, parents out there, air fry your chicken nuggets. It does make a big difference. But anyway, like, the, the I, I, if you, you, you asked me, like, what I would be looking for that would indicate to me that it's worth it to trade those two first-round picks, and it's those two guys. And that's what, it's, that's what the story has been all along. And the other thing, too, is Matt Ryan steps in, and the offense immediately looks significantly better. The defense – very different story. But the offense looks significantly better. And that's Matt freaking Ryan, man. He was an Uber driver three months ago. DoorDash. If, if, hey, <laughs> DoorDash, how dare My you? How dare yeah, well, I, Let's well, get the details on. right. I, I got to figure out, like, which, which sponsor we have. I, <laughs> <laughs> Delivery service to be named later. Uh, neither neither is the answer yeah. to that. <laughs> but but like I like I you know that if it, but like the 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 impact that Matt Ryan's shooting has on the offense indicates to me that if you had an actual elite NBA shooter and Buddy Heald there that would really make things easier the way that the, the way that Anthony Davis has played defensively if you just have somebody who isn't Damian Jones and I'm sorry large adult son Damian Jones you have been terrible this year but like if you have somebody who can walk and chew gum at the same time and appears to care a little bit. Uh, that would significantly help there. So, yeah, I think there actually have been things that would 
that would notify me or it should be enough if I was Rob Polinka to actually do my job here. That that, that that's that's what I that's how I feel about it. Wait, 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 wait. It is so I don't think it's fair to say that the only way he is doing his job is making a trade. I don't yeah, think that's the only I mean, he built this roster with the understanding. Right. But however, however. He hasn't finished his job. Is Rob Polinka quiet quitting? Why call him? You know what? You know what? All all of that is fair. He built this roster with some help from LeBron and AD. He built this roster, and that is fair. However, the only thing that is – and look, I told him at the time, and I have told all of you at the time, I was not in favor of the rust trade, but you know how to make it worse is to make a bad trade now. So if he isn't making a trade now, if he isn't making a bad trade now, it doesn't mean that he's not doing his job. The only way for him to do his job is not to make any trade now, despite the fact that this has been how it's been. And it has been horrendous. And I am even more in the camp of it's probably time to do something even more than I was before. But, but Aaron, that doesn't Aaron, mean anything. Yes, go ahead. I want to ask you, though, because since you're up here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, like, Aaron, I mean, Anthony, I know you want them to trade the two first-round picks. I went and watched the Indiana-Chicago game today. Buddy Hill did have seven threes, um, but he gets picked on as well. Miles Turner is not as fun watching as he is hypothetically in, like, a trade with us. But it, it, either way with that, I don't think they'll make a deal until this team shows a pulse, right, that they can win at some kind of level. Because even with any type of trade, you trade Russ, the core of this team is still going to be there, right? Like, whether you, whatever guard you trade, Kendrick Nunn, Lonnie Walker, are still going to be parts of the team that have to show they can be high-level rotation players. I don't think you're getting a deal until – and do you agree with that as well? Is that the kind of thinking from the Lakers side as well, that you're not getting a deal until this team at least shows some type of pulse? The 20 games thing was joked about, but, like, I still think you're – like, this team has to show some type of pulse that they can win before they make any kind of two-pick trade, right? Like, so – but uh, don't you think a, just one one quick thing, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Don't you think that you're getting like a significantly rejuvenated LeBron James once you make that trade? Like, just think about how he got when, like, Jay Crowder was kicked off his team in Cleveland. Like, just the <laughs> level of energy that came out of that. I just think that you're banking on another. I mean, I understand he's 38 years old this December. Like, another level is probably a lot to ask for. I just think that the energy that happens there is something that you also have to factor into this. But you so look that, at our next game. Whole... We... Go ahead, yeah, go well, ahead. I was gonna say we we. Well, I was just gonna say we play Minnesota in Minnesota next. They're not playing great, but I mean, I just think the size advantage uh, is kicked, just detrimental they, to us. Yeah, they kicked our. Yeah, with so. the, with Nas Reed starting, and then we play um, this Denver team again, which I think you know the, I think they'll have MPG MPJ back, um, and then we play the Pelicans. Like if we're zero and eight or like one and seven, like I'm not sure the the. You know the office. You can correct me again if you if I'm wrong. But like, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, let's make a win now trade that bumps us maybe from one to seven to like a, you know, whatever uh, a little bit better of a record team. Like, I think this team has to show a pulse. Which like the effort today was obviously inexcusable. I just I hope that doesn't continue. But like, I don't I don't see a move being made until you know this team shows like at least they can be competitive and win a few of these games. So. I'm going to be careful here. I don't want to, I don't want to speak for the front office. Okay. But it is my understanding. I think there's two different things. I mean, they're related, but there's two different things at play here. One. So I think, I think 
there does need to, I think the team does need to show some competence, just like a base level of competence. But I know, in fact, I don't know the first thing. I know, in fact, that one of the concerns is you use up a pick or two picks and trade for someone or some people and LeBron and AD get hurt and then none of it matters anyway. And then you've used the two picks and that's kind of the worst case scenario. So, so far, AD's back, whatever happened today, notwithstanding, uh, LeBron and AD have shown that they can be available. So I think part of the 20 game thing is showing that they can be healthy enough so that it matters. Because if the two of them aren't healthy, I don't care who you're getting, none of it matters. But I do think also, Raj, what you were saying is is a factor also. And that is, is there enough here even with insert player or players that are traded for to make this a competitive team in the Western Conference? And I haven't seen enough to say that. Some people may say, I don't care. Just get the best guys you can get in here now. And I think that's a, that is a fair point. That is a fair position to take. I am not there, but that is a fair position to take. But I think it is important to separate the – have the guys shown enough to show that with some reinforcements that they can be a factor in the Western Conference is one part of it. And the RAD and LeBron going to be healthy. I think both of them are factors. But I think that's kind of a skewed approach because they're asking LeBron and AD to remain healthy while they're doing everything right now on a clearly imbalanced roster. But, but here, yeah, fine. But I don't care who you get. Insert any uh, trade that has been rumored. LeBron and AD still have to do everything. It, it, that, that's, that's what it is. And if they can't do everything, you lose. Period. But you, but they, but they would be doing, they would be doing everything with more competent NBA players right now. They're, like, how many actual NBA players did we see tonight? Right, like two. it's LeBron, two, it's AD, no, two, 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 Lonnie, maybe, two. sometimes. No. no, 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 no. And and I'm Beverly. I'm the, I'm the sunshine pumper here, right? Two, <laughs> two. Let's be honest about it. Two. Can we call, I, I, I want it to be like the hook with Anthony Irwin and the sunshine pumper. <laughs> Tune in Friday. Two. Um, Two. But, like, but, like, but like, if you, if you give, because Miles Turner, yes, Raj, I think a lot of people have overblown the impact that Turner has had or would have because he's not Damian Jones. Like, I think when Miles uh-huh. Turner shows up, he's just going to wear not Damian Jones on, on the back of his jersey. <laughs> Not Winnie Gabriel or not Thomas Bryant. Man, your 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 Thanksgiving table is going to be complicated with your family there. That's going to be. <laughs> hey man, I grew up with high expectations, and and apparently it's genetic. <laughs> I give up on 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 my adult children quickly. But I think, like for 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 everything that Miles Turner might not necessarily be, and I think there are going to be some people who are kind of let down by Miles Turner when he shows up. Um, like he is still an NBA player. He's still very much Sorry. an NBA player. And, and buddy, he'll, no, like, he's, he's in, better than an, an NBA player. Miles Turner. Right, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying like, you're saying, you're saying that like LeBron and AD are going to have to do everything anyway. You're right. But they would be doing everything anyway. 
with confident NBA players around them. And that's significantly easier to do than what they're doing right now. What they're doing right now is not sustainable. And if, if, what, if what Rob Polinka is hoping for is at the end of these 20 games that a near 40-year-old LeBron James and a near 50-year-old Anthony Davis, based on the way that he was moving uh, tonight, it, how, it, like, old are you, how, hey, how old are you in this scenario, and how old am I? I'm like I'm like 73 at least. Right, okay, but like, okay, okay. But 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 like if 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 what Rob is essentially and, and not just Rob, like the other the other thing here that I was going to mention is that like if if what the Lakers are looking for here is consensus on a decision, there are people here who are in, in inherently going to be rowing in a different direction from Rob because they have reason for him like they they kind of sort of benefit if Rob doesn't do very well here but that's a different matter but like for for where, where the Lakers currently stand if what Rob is essentially saying is hey man I was hoping that you guys could show that you could be fully healthy and at the end of these 20 games both of you guys look like you've been dragging a a, <laughs> a broken down pinto in mud for three months I can't believe you guys look exhausted then like then the decision he kind of sort of made the decision for himself here if that's what he's hoping for because what they're asking these guys to do here is 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 not realistic uh, so i i don't disagree with you however you talk about a lot about that rob has made decisions as far as roster acquisition in a vacuum right you talk about that a, a lot um without relevance to whatever else is on the roster and I would say that what you are suggesting is more of that. And if this team doesn't look like it is capable of anything really, even with insert player or players X from a different team, like, again, a, the only way that this can get worse is a bad trade. No trade is better than a bad trade. And I understand that I understand Lakers fans that are not going to like that answer. I understand that you and I and everybody else that is watching this every day, shit, I have to go to all these games. It's not fun. It's not good basketball. The Lakers are bad. But a bad trade makes it worse. And despite the fact that that feels like unsavory, that's That's not the only way this gets bad- worse, man. Like essentially telling all the fan base, hey, guys, we screwed up so thoroughly that now for two straight seasons, we aren't even going to try to win. That, to me, is way worse than not trying to get better. No, no, no. That's significantly you can try, worse. You can, you can try to win and have it not work. You think the Lakers aren't trying to win? Of course the Lakers are trying to win. This roster it's is not, not trying to win. No, 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 they are trying to win. Is it working? No, it is not. Okay, but trying to win at what level? Yeah, like they, they, they okay, like trying okay. to win in Vegas? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so bringing in whatever trade that you want, is that going to take this roster to a level that is going to win at a level that makes giving up two first-round picks worth it? It's it's going to look like it's trying to win, man. This doesn't look like it's trying to win. But what does looking like trying to win do? If you don't win, what does that look? What does that do? It it looks like people care. 
Like it's 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 the same thing that Sabrina and I talked about on the pressure cooker that drives her insane with Damian Jones and drove me insane with Tyler Ennis. Those guys aren't good at basketball on an for for you know NBA standards. Yeah, and they correct. don't try. Like well, and, and they did, and they weren't <laughs> trying. And so like 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 what what's what's maddening here is that the, the Lakers apparently are incompetent, and now they aren't trying. Like they, they, they've essentially said, oh, our hands are tied here. We aren't this team. It's 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 so you're you're telling me that any any deal anything any any deal is worth it? No, no, that's disingenuous, man. Like, come on, if if I'm saying that giving Anthony Davis the best front court mate that he's had since he got here, and giving LeBron James the best shooter that he's had since he got here gives them a good chance at winning a championship, that's not any trade. That's no, not no, no, just no. like that's no, okay, not so that's not just like the okay. like the New York okay. Knicks trade would have been any trade if they would have taken so on Cam Reddish. That was only one first. And, here's where we disagree. Right. Here's where we disagree. I don't think that trade that you're referencing gives the Lakers a good chance to win a title. You, that's not what you've said all year. <laughs> that's Wait, not what, what? you said to me. That's not what you've said. Like when I've what? said when I've said that that like when we've talked about that trade. You've said, you know what? That's that. That's the the the, the closest thing to, to actual competition that the Lakers could do. Correct. I have you that, on record. Yeah, no, no, we we yeah, actually correct. record our podcast. Correct. No, no, no. Correct. <laughs> correct. That is the closest. I don't think that. Yes, I don't think it's close enough. Correct. No, that's it not. That's closest. also not what you said. You said you would make that trade. <laughs> you I have, said no, no, you... no, 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 no. I said no. I I, I have said that is one that would keep. That one would keep me up at night about both picks. Okay, that so that's, that would keep that's me close up enough to mm-hmm. making it. Again, the point here is to give LeBron and Anthony Davis a puncher's chance. What they did this offseason doesn't. Right, like and that, we talk if, about if, Le- <laughs> LeBron's window all the time. Like, the way Anthony Davis moves, like, his window is now, too. Yes, correct. There, there's no, like, correct. you know, leaving open, like, the possibility of AD, like, leading the next era of the Lakers. He's not. This is the era that he's a part of. That's it. <laughs> Correct. And, and what I, my fear is that from what we've seen in the first four games is there isn't a trade that gives them a puncher's chance. That is what my fear is. But, but again, I just, look, you can say you, you don't think that one does. I, I'm curious, Raj, do you think that one does? Sabrina, do you think that trade does? Because I, I think it does. I think giving them an extra shooter – and giving them size on the interior does, but if 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 that's if I'm in the minority here, then I'm in the minority. Then that's that's also a possibility. That's actually usual a probability. That's, that's yes, tradition. yes, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's usually how this goes. I like the Indiana trade. I think. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but like eighty looks great defensively right now. I think having him not have to play five all the time would probably help a little bit, just in terms of his being able to hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know that I trust that Miles Turner is actually the shooter that everyone has thought he was since he was drafted in 2015, but I know that Buddy is. And the, the thing that worries me, though, is like there was legitimately no playmaking on the court when Russell Westbrook was off. I mean, out today because when LeBron James didn't play, like it was a disaster trying to watch them even like run a pick and roll. Um, if if you believe that like Schroeder can fill in there, which I don't know because he was objectively terrible last year then maybe that's a trade that you think about making. But, like, I am just very concerned about 
how anyone on this roster creates a shot other than LeBron, especially once you remove Russ. Yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably do this the is, move, but for like... This is a good question. This is a good question, Sabrina. This is a good question. Well, so, like, well, if I we're getting zero thing... basket, like, 2021, Dennis, then yeah, sure, sign me up, but I don't know. <laughs> but isn't that why they signed him? They, like, everything that they've done in the offseason was clearly in, with, with a rust trade in mind. With, I would argue that rust trade in mind, right? Where they aren't getting a, a, ru- a, a rust trade in mind, I will not disagree with that. Yes. A rust trade in mind, yes. I would even argue that rust trade in mind, the one that they I mean, obviously I think you can't. The, the Nets trade wait, wait, wait. is also on the wait. table. Wait. <laughs> So that's also true. Anthony, if it was that trade specifically, then why wasn't it made? Good question, man. (laughs) Because no, because it wasn't. Because it because it wasn't with that trade specifically in mind. Yeah, no, I but I but I I I guess so. They signed, they traded Taylor Horton Tucker for Patrick Beverly, and that was clearly a move that again was made with a rust trade in mind. Then they signed Dennis Schroeder. Um, when they had 37 guards already, which would indicate that they, to me, thought they were about to trade one of those guards, and especially one who would open up a bunch of minutes in the guard rotation. It's just that they've they've made the rest of the meal, but we're still waiting for the protein, you know? We're, we're back we're to the fair. fair, 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 and fair, and I will go back to what I said previously. No I'm realizing I'm really hungry right now. I, was, <laughs> what are you I, I, I didn't make anything. I will tell you in a second what I've been what I've been cooking if you if you care. But I will say this again, and we're hijacking Roger's show. But uh, okay. <laughs> no trade is better than a bad trade. Yeah, I just don't think that that trade that we've been talking about is a bad trade, and if it means not having to watch whatever this is. Like, I think it's worth it. And LeBron's okay. age, ha- oh. LeBron's age has to be put into it, though, right? And like LeBron is sure. thirty. Like that's like I think in a vacuum, you're correct. No trade is better than like a, a bad trade is is worse. But I don't think we're in a vacuum. Like you have to win now. That's why I would do the Indiana one from that perspective. I don't think it like changes our lives. I do think like our defense is more legit. Okay, wait, wait, than no, okay, wait, like, wait, Ross, Ross. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Sorry, sorry to hijack your show again. No, you're good. But but you just said something that I think. And I agree with it, but I think it's very meaningful. Uh-huh. You said that trade, and I can't speak to it specifically, but you said mm-hmm. that trade isn't changing our lives. No. Okay. But, if it, but hold this on, is – Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. If it, isn't, if it isn't changing our lives, is it worth giving up two first-round picks? It's better than wasting another year, though, right? It's I not. Think if you put, no, 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 it's it, not. It's not. It's not. It's not. If it doesn't win anything, it's not. But, but I mean, Lebr- like you have LeBron for such a finite window. Like when he, whenever he decides to go or uh, to you know retire, or his game drops off, whatever comes first. Lakers are going to be bad. Like, I, like there's okay. no going right. around that. Which is, like, can which I is specifically why you don't want to give up picks in 2027 and 2029 unless you think it's going to materially impact your chances at winning a title this year, next year, whatever. Also, so I know I that just, this probably isn't a huge part of the conversation, but the idea of giving up a good pick to New Orleans this year sickens me. Like, you got to be good enough that. not to give up a great pick. Right. That's yeah, no, if, if, if the Lakers pick is Victor Wembanyama, that they get no, – I'm, I'm, If it's Scoot, I'm, like, even that, that would yeah, just – Yeah, that's fine. If it's yeah. top, or if a it's man. top two or three, or any of the Thompson – I'm fighting people in the streets. 
Right. So I, I, I think know. that's part of the calculus. Like you don't want to embarrass be... yourself again. Well, also, you... I, I just finished. I just finished the Hulu doc uh, last night, and and you know they spent a lot of time on how not competitive the Lakers were and how big a factor that was in Jeannie's decision to take over the the organization from Jim, and that not competitive like it was now that was a seven year stretch and uh it was uh, the the difference here though was that that was with a distinct plan in mind where like all right we're gonna suck kobe's gonna get up as many shots as possible and at the end of this we're gonna hopefully have a stash of draft picks and or uh prospects that can kind of carry us forward moving you know whenever whenever kobe hangs him up and and this though if 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 Jeannie's going to argue in that documentary that she was right to take the to take the organization from Jim, um, then I don't know how she can sit there and say that it's okay to to allow Rob Polinka to continue to keep the Lakers as not competitive as they've been since winning that championship because they've been in terms of title odds irrelevant. It, it would be three straight years now. And they've done that with LeBron and with Anthony Davis on their team without having picks at the end of the uh, at the end of the tunnel there. And so, yeah, like you're right. Fine. There, there no no trade is better than a bad one. But continuing to extend a person responsible for this strength of irrelevancy with LeBron playing the way that he has, uh, especially last year, that to me is again i think that is actually worse than than a bad trade here that that signals you know what we're good we're good with incompetence we're fine with that we're we're, we're fine with it so long as we can draft the eighth grader that we're looking at right now like what what's what's the point of all of this if if it's just like now we're 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 set we'll just we'll just hope that a 40 year old lebron james can carry the lakers with 30 million dollar 30 million dollars in cap space Oh, by the way, that's not enough to go out and sign a max player. Uh, and we, we've shown that we aren't really interested in role players either. So what's the $30 million going to do there in, in, in that respect? The, 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 all, none of this tracks logically from start to finish if they were to try to explain it. And that's partially why Ralph Lincoln doesn't go out and speak publicly. <laughs> that's, that's where we find ourselves here. Yeah, and also, like, I think we need to start building something, too, right? I think the signing minimum guys, like, you eventually have to get players that don't make the minimum. That's why I think even Heald and Turner, as flawed as they are, um, I think they're at least, like, mid-level type players that you can kind of build to take toward next season. If you look at the contenders all around the league, they have those type of guys, you know, that's been there for one, two to three years. Last year, we had Malik Monk, and then he, you know, he left in, in free agency. Just, like, I feel like we're not getting anything out of these years either and again the free agency plan i think kind of jumps right into that anthony you talked about that like if we have 30 million in free agency that means every player was let go right from this year and again you're starting all over lebron ad and like 12 minimum and whatever and your exception i think that's part of the also like yeah maybe we don't win a title this year but can we like build towards something like in a losing season i don't think you really build like last year all we got was austin reeves really for that terrible you know year that we sat through we gain Austin Reeves from that, like that, like, and I think you know we have to start at least building something. So that's why I'm like more into like. But get on, at least... no, no, yeah, and no Scotty Pippen Jr. Duh, no, we we no, get those we... salary slots too if you trade, like you turn Russ into something. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, but hold on, can we build towards something? No is the answer to that. No, <laughs> no, 
But that's the what? that is the way of the NBA. What is like? No, you have what you have. If you go, if you, if you, if you select Aaron, this model, no, no championship team just like shows up the next year with twelve new guys on the roster. That doesn't happen. Like these teams are built through 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 steady progress. Some more sure. steady than others, and some faster sure. than others. But this notion that like yeah, thirty million dollars in cap space is going to turn this into something better than what the Warriors might be next year or what the Grizzlies might be next year or what New Orleans might be next year. Like they're going to, that by itself is going to turn and, and, and Anthony, picks in 2027, not, 2029, that's going to turn this into that. I'm not disagreeing with you, but the question is like, is there, can we, there be some sort of continuity? And the answer to that is no. When you, when you choose the model of two, and in this case, three stars, and even if they're not stars, they're paid like stars. If you choose the model of three uh, guys that are paid at the level of stars or superstars, no, this is what it is. That's why you have to get back to two, because with two, fine. there was wait, continuity. Fine, wait, wait, fine, yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm not, just, I'm not just agreeing with you, Sabrina. But the, the question like is... Sounds disagreeing with Sabrina. No, 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 I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing that that could be a wise path forward. What I'm saying is when you go to this model, you give up continuity, period. That's how the, that's how the NBA world works. So is that, is that the best path? Was it the best path? No. And I advocated against it. Is it the best path forward? No, I don't think so. But if the Lakers are going to have a three-star model and if, then that is what it is. You cannot. You are shopping at the bargain basement bin every single year. It was but nobody truth. says they have to shop. They have to be in the three star model. Okay. The point of the, the Indiana pick Fair. or any pick Fair. this year is that you can move away from the three star model. That was Sabrina's Fair. point that you said you weren't disagreeing with. Fair, but that's what it is now. Fair, like Miami, right? Miami. When LeBron was in Miami, they were they were getting minimum guys over. Even the Warriors who have done some cat magic and and have more than they should it's still they had to give up Otto porter jr they had to give up gary payton the second so when you have this many guys making that much money this is what the nba is is that the best for it no i don't i don't think so wait really quickly you just brought up the warriors um but like obviously they're an extreme example but don't you think like that one bad year where andrew wiggins got to get acclimated to the system jordan Poole got to run a million picker rolls on a you know a, a bad team like those are yeah. players that eventually really helped them in their title run and they weren't just you know they didn't just come on a minimum or drafted or you know came out of nowhere like I think that type of stuff matters right like Kyle Kuzma when he when we he he came with us he was able to be here for a few years KCP um Alex Caruso as well like I think it's important having guys that are like in your system for a while that so you can win at a high level uh once they're ready but like going through this kind of, you know, keep flipping the roster back and forth. Like I just don't think it's sustainable to, to winning. Like especially in today's league, where you know teams are much smarter now, and you know the way they sign players, they're they're a lot more advanced. Like I just think like this method, this model is just not working. And yeah, we might not win a title with any of these moves, but like can we get to like maybe a four seed, have some give some playoff experience to some young guys, and then have them carry over next year? Like that's the stuff I'm. Looking for this team is far away from a championship. I don't think there's any move out there that that gets them into that contention. Um, but I mean, I think there are moves that get them a little bit closer to the the top part of the West, or at least the to not be in the play-in. 
Um, and I think that's an important goal, too. I don't think it has to be win a title or, like, you miss the playoffs and waste a whole nother year, right? There's got to be some in between there, right? Or is it not? Or is it just is it just clearly? So, just... I think I think I think that I think that that is the entire discussion, and I think it is a I think it's a fair question, right? When you say Jordan Poole, right? The Warriors drafted Jordan Poole at twenty eight, mm-hmm. uh, and he also was the worst player in the NBA, the worst rotation player in the NBA his rookie year. Spent right. a bunch of time in the G League and then came up and right so, uh, and the and the Warriors were terrible for two years, partially uh, not on purpose but partially because when Kevin Durant left, they were able to get D'Angelo Russell and trade him to, for Andrew Wiggins and the pick mm-hmm. that became Kaminga. So, by keeping open uh, cap spots, caps yes, like that that yes, stuff no. matters. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The Lakers have not done a good job on the margins and on the fringes. They just haven't. I look the THT Alex Caruso thing. We can talk about it, but we don't need to talk about it. We, we know. have. We, have, yeah. we, we don't need to talk about it. Right? We have. We know. I'm sad enough. We have talked. We have talked about it. So the Lakers haven't done a done a good enough job on the margins. And when you have the two-star model or the three-star model, all of the stuff on the fringes, the late the late draft picks, the signings, uh, the two-way guys, all of that stuff matters. And the Warriors have done a good job in that. The Lakers haven't. Um, but, again, I, you're and you're not wrong, Rod, you're not wrong. And the continuity matters, and maybe it matters getting better to be a four, five, six seed and then trying to carry that over into next year, maybe that matters. But you have to also factor in, is it worth it to give up two picks? One pick, two picks, neither pick, all of that, all of that is a consideration too. And I personally don't want to give up two picks, two first-round picks, when, as you guys have both said, and Sabrina, all everybody has said, it's probably in a in a world in which LeBron and maybe AD are not with the team anymore in 2027 and 2029. I don't know that I want to give up two picks to be yeah, six feet. Hey, we're out of the play in this year and we'll have continuity for next year. I, I recognize that it's a, an argument. I recognize that the people may disagree with me, but that would worry me going forward. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just if, flatly if disagree. Tell me this is a team, if this was a team that has a shot to win the title, then I would say absolutely give me my lefty, give me my LeBron fuck them picks and fuck them kids. Then I'm with it. Then Aaron, but if we're to, to be a five seed, for the I don't second, know. If we're sitting here saying that for the second straight year that Rob Polinka in that front office has put together a roster that at the very beginning of the season, everybody kind of sort of knew that that was a championship, or that wasn't going to be a championship. We, we didn't know that roster. last year. Everybody had was, very high expectations of last year's team. We were wrong, but everybody had very high expectations. But we also we also knew pretty early on in the season, though, that oof, this might not be great. Sure, <laughs> right? sure, like, sure. So, so like, in, in two straight seasons, despite having LeBron James and Anthony Davis healthy at the beginning of the season, we know really quickly that, nope, they aren't, cha- they aren't vying for a championship again. Like that front office that has done that two straight times can't be extended. That that cannot happen. 
that is like flat out. And 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 you know, again, Jeannie cares a okay, lot okay, about okay, the, the brand okay, of. But here, okay, but here we no, are. No, no, no. Hold on. But like, the, like. We, In fairness, he appears to have been extended, or at least agreed to the extension before this offseason decisions even happened. <laughs> I guess that's true. But like, but like, if 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 Je- and Jeannie does care, like you you'll say this right. She cares a lot about yeah, the ba- I, about yeah, the brand of does. the Lakers, right? Yeah, she cares yeah, deeply she about the brand of the Lakers. Like nobody and, here and will she ever cares make about them. winning. Yes, right. Except she extended Rob Polinka, which sends a very different message than the one that she would no, like no, us no, all wait, wait, have wait, to wait, know. Wait, 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 wait. People can make bad decisions. That doesn't mean they don't care. No, I'm I'm saying well. All right, so we're we're in agreement that extending Rob Polinka was a bad decision. Good. I am I am <laughs> saying I am saying that. It, it, I thought I didn't know that it was happening. I thought that Rob may be under some heat if this season, as it looks now, went like last season. I did not know that Rob was getting extended. He was, and here we are. But that does not that does not impact whether or not she cares about winning, whether she thinks that that's the best path forward, is my point. I, I understand if people don't like the decision. I understand if people don't think that Rob is the right choice, I, I get all of that. And all of that is fair. He has had an up and down tenure. But here we are. So we can talk about whether that was the right move or not. But what is the best path forward, I think, is the, is the most important part. That's, that's usually the, the, the rallying cry like of people who every just screwed up. episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> did you, Wait, did I, I screw up? What did I do? Did I screw That's usually like I, I'm. I, you know, I come from PR, man. That's usually like that's usually like, I am not here to talk about the past. That's Mark McGuire, right? I'm not here to talk about the past. By the I'm way, all of my to the future. <laughs> uh, as it, coincidentally, of course, uh, Mark McGuire is my favorite baseball player because when I I got to see him in spring training when I was like a ten year old. And for whatever reason, decided he was my favorite player. And so most of my, my pin numbers and all of my passwords include uh, 25 because Mark McGuire was number 25. This is way too much information to be given away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hack me. Go for it. So it's it's like, it's like Mark McGuire and Steph, right? So it's like uh, (laughs) 1025 or whatever number. Whatever number. (laughs) It does include my birthday, though, which which has nothing to do with that. Aaron, stop talking! <laughs> so much information. <laughs> this is all public info, Aaron. I, I'm aware. Uh, well, let's uh, let's go back to the, this team. I know it's not as fun, but I, we'll close out. We'll, God we'll, damn we'll, it! Why, Ron? Come on! I thought I thought people were I joined I thought people were gonna get to call in on, on, on the post game spaces. You and Anthony called in, that's what happened. I know. I, I came, I'm gonna shut up now. I'm gonna go mute myself and pour more. I came to look at everybody else. Anthony and I argue three times a week as it is. <laughs> well, just we'll close with this. We'll go around. So the Lakers next, you know, three games are the in Minnesota, home against Denver, home against the Pelicans. Do they win any of these three? Uh, going uh, in these next three games, do they get their first win in these next three? Hell no! All right, I gotta. Go. Oh man! <laughs> I, I mean, think they look, will. Yeah, I mean, look. Yes, yes. I'm gonna say yeah. yes. And okay. 
Anthony and I have been arguing about this, and Anthony may have been more right than I am um, because he thought that the Lakers were going to go 6-14 and 14 in the first 20 at best. And to be fair, that's what it looks like. But look, the NBA is a wild, crazy place. And so, yeah, I think the Lakers will win one out of the next three. Will I predict the Lakers win any of them, any of those games individually? No, but I think the Lakers will win one out of the next three games. Yes. Although, I mean, to be fair, what the Lakers are 0-4, so 1-6 if the Lakers win one out of the next three games is not a great spot to be in. But yes, I think the Lakers win one out of the next three. If you ask me to predict any of them individually, no. Yeah, that's where I land. It's like they have like a 35% chance of winning any of those games, but you put those all together and the likelihood is they win one. <laughs> that's just where the math lands. I, I think Minnesota is probably the best chance just because they don't seem as put together yet. Right. But, I, yeah. well, I think I think the Minnesota game is very interesting because they are very committed to playing two seven-foot guys all the time. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers are pretty small, to put it nicely. So I wonder if this is, and I don't know what the status of Russ is, but if this is a, an excuse or a reason to change the starting lineup and AD has played 100% of his minutes at center so far this year, but AD at five and LeBron at four against Cat and, and Gobert is a choice. And I'm not even suggesting it's the wrong choice but it is mm-hmm. definitely a choice and the lakers are getting beat up on the glass and getting beat up by size as it is so playing against those two guys for 36 to 38 minutes a night um on friday i don't know do, do i mean look to be fair anthony's full-grown adult son has not been good but do you start damian jones on Saturday, or excuse me, on Friday. It's Wenyan time, Aaron. Yeah, I, yeah but, I'm, I'm on team start Wenyan. Yeah, but Wenyan is 6'9". That, like, what does that do? But he, like, tries well, to jump and box people out, you know? But I think if you go if you go 6'9", whatever, however tall LeBron is, he's, like, what, 6'8", and then and then AD is is your center, and he's a legit 7'0". Like, that's, that's long and, and athletic up front. I don't think you weren't going to outsize Gobert and Cat, so I'd rather stretch them out and make and make those guys run up and down the court rather than like try to beat my head up against uh, against the wall there. Yeah, no, I don't think they would guard Winion either, though. Right? Like, I think you know, just the offensive concerns. I'd start Troy Brown. Honestly, I thought. Are they guarding started. Troy Brown? No, no, but I I'm, <laughs> I trust his jumper a little bit better uh, than Winion Gabriel. I, I I wanted uh, Austin to start for Pat Bev, honestly, and I wanted Troy Brown to start. I think we're just still too small. There's just a point of failure there, I think, and I think Minnesota really captures that, the way they attack the offensive board on us, um, which is why I thought tonight was really important. I thought the Blazer game was super important because I think Minnesota's a schedule loss in terms of just their size against us, and we'll see against Denver. Um, but I'll close this out. This can go forever. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Um, Anthony, Sabrina, Aaron, thank you, and uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Service Green Roll podcast feed, and we'll catch you after the Minnesota game.